0: THE REAPER Written by Regine Diane Balanzuela Narrated by Mary Um, Episode Cover Model, Ruby Montez
1: I was born this way. At the age of five, I asked my mama what am I. She said, I am just like them. So I asked again. What are you? What are we? She said. You will know in time, my baby. I never ask again. I suppose I just need to wait whenever that time will come. You're doing it the wrong way, Celeste. My father chided. I just looked at him with wide eyes. Really? I thought we should never let him feel anything. True. But we should never let him see us too huh have you seen him see me he nodded unfortunately yeah i shrugged my shoulders well it's his lucky day my father clucked his tongue at my audacity but not yours oh whatever father punish me send me to the darkest realm or send me to the heavens i don't care i passed through the wall going home to wherever home is I'm sitting on a tree branch watching the traffic when Rave appears beside me. It startles me a little bit, but duh, I would not let him know that. Yes? Why are you here? I ask in an unfriendly tone. Spying on you, he mutters without looking at me. His eyes are keenly watching the traffic down below. Looking for some petty mortals to play with today? I ask while checking my nails. I've just had my nail polished and it still amazes me how lovely the color pink looks on my nails. It makes my skin look whiter and it adds life to my boring, shitty, routine-filled existence.
2: Mortals are not to be played with. You know better than to look at things like that. We're not cocks.
1: I cockle and he looks at me and I cackle louder. Why so serious? Like, duh. Did I ever tell you that we're gods? He shakes his head and looks at what I'm wearing.
2: You're not even wearing a uniform? He accuses. A pink nail polish? Really, Celeste?
1: I flashed him a goofy smile and nod. Black is boring. Enough, so why should I wear that boring body-shaming uniform?
2: Because it's the norm, silly. Norms are for people, not for us. But we need to follow certain rules too. We can't just make our own rules, he explains. Well,
1: watch me make my own, ravey baby. I say before floating down to the commotion below. Harvesting academy, black uniform, uniformly cut tools, somber, boring looking, whatever. Everything is so fixed. Everyone is just so conformist. The leaders don't even have imagination. Are they not tired of this life? well i am tired i will start to change i will be the trailblazer rules are just rules and they change as the ruler changes i sit down and read what i have written on the black book using black smoke why can't this be pink or purple i sigh and let my body lay down on the soft black cloud i call my pen and dream of a faraway land where colors and happiness exist
0: You take that young soldier away, he will flatline in three minutes.
1: Dana instructs me, she's our mentor in this stuff we're made to do. Instead of just doing her instruction, I ask, why should we take him? Why should we not give him a chance? She shakes her head and hardly says,
0: There are no second chances in what we do, Celeste. You need to remember that.
1: No, I refuse to take him. If it wasn't for him, many civilians would have died. I'd rather take away all of those rebels who planned and did this. I reason out. My voice is louder. My colleagues look at me, but I don't give a damn. I can see Dana's eyes turning black, an indication that her patience with me is ebbing away just like that soldier's life.
0: You can just take away anyone you like. You take away only those whose time is running out.
1: Hi, I won't. I know Stella. we can give him another chance. I insisted, pointing at the soldier who's Mr. now on a flat line and somebody being resuscitated by the medical personnel. If
0: wall. you won't, then somebody will take him away.
1: She's digesting to one of co- my colleagues, co- 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 going closer to the soldier. I the co- Before I even had a chance okay. to say no, if you're- he already took him away. I turned my back to all of this and walked away. I should make a change with this world. and that change will start with me. I am in the weeds of a war. Not right now. The war will happen at daybreak. That's one of the perks that we have. We know everything will happen. So, I ventured to the rebels' camp and watched as they planned the attack. It will be an ambush that will be started with a series of an IED to destroy the military truck. I listened and took down notes on my purple notebook using my pink halo pen. Of course they can see me, but I can see them. Skipping, I floated towards the soldiers camp. They are now dressed up and are ready for the transport. I looked at all of them and spotted him. He's clean-shaven just like everyone, but there's an intensity in his height that's shouting future gen. Now, I have a subject. Next, I'll execute my plan. It's simple. Go to him, stand at his back, and whisper in his ear. What will I whisper? Like duh, anyone can guess it. The rebel's plan, of course. I looked at Ray's reaction. His face turned from passive to worried. Oh no, did I mess it up? I thought as I wring my hands together. Have I chosen the right person? Then he stood up, went to his chief, and discussed with him what I just had whispered to him. His chieftain seemed to be pessimistic at first, but of course, with a little whisper, here and there, he agreed with the plan. I'm sitting on a tree branch as I wait for things to happen. The rebels just planted the bombs on the road and I watched as they hide at a safe distance from the bombs, but not too far from the road. Four, three, two, one. BINGO! The first gunfire rang out. I watched as the soldiers circled the rebels. They exchanged fire. I took a deep breath and braced myself. I will be very busy today. I thought as I flew down the tree and started collecting the dead. I am happy to see that only three soldiers die on this encounter and the rest are rebels. Ray is wounded and I watched the medical personnel work on him. I know he will live so I just sit down on the operating table beside him. He's not asleep yet though. He's on the verge of zoning out. Just before he closed his eyes, an unexpected thing happened. He looks at me and mutters, Who are you? I am stunned for a moment. I am only seen by dying people if and only if I let them see me. This is a baffling moment for me, so I waited for him to wake up and recheck if he really can see me. The moment he opens his eyes, my suspicions are confirmed. He can see me. You can see me? I can't help myself but ask. He just nods his head. I first saw you at the camp.
2: It seems like you're looking for someone. I thought you're someone's girlfriend in a Halloween costume. I laugh at that. Actually, I pointed you to my friend, but he laughed at me, telling me that I'm making a fool out of him. Then I know that I am the only one who can see you. Honestly, I was creeped out when you're advancing towards me, so I just stayed still, then you whispered an intel about the rebel's plan. I was forced to trust you, because I have a feeling that you're telling the truth, and I am thankful that I did. You saved us.
1: I wanna cry, but duh, that's against my rules. I swallowed a lump in my throat before saying... I know you're special, and I have no regrets saving you and your platoon. A kissy little dimple emerged as he smiled back this time.
2: Do you have a name?
1: Oh no, I'm not allowed to tell him. But I have already broken a lot of rules, so I'd rather do it all the way. I'm Celeste, and I know you're Ray. You're not allowed to let him know anything about me though. I sadly say,
2: What should I tell them?
1: He asks. Just tell them what you want to tell them, or you can let them know that an angel saved you. He looks at me with uncertainty.
2: Don't get me wrong, but angels don't wear black, right? And should you have a halo?
1: I laugh and pats his head. Not all angels wear white, silly. Some of us have good taste and a skies. He smiles back and just accepts my explanation. Though I know that my existence is still puzzling him.
2: Whatever you are, Celeste, I am thankful that you found me.
1: This universe has laws. Laws that are permanent and can't be rewritten. As I walk away from him, I know what I will be facing. I know that this will be my last time as a reaper. I sigh as I ready myself to give up my life. I watched as the horizon changes color from fiery orange to purple. I stand still as black slowly creeps into the sky, devouring the purple hue. This world needs more heroes. And these heroes need more reapers like me to protect them instead of taking out their lives. I just wish I was an angel and not a reaper. But I was made this way, and I cannot change that. I also cannot change what's waiting for me. My punishment, my death. When I arrive at the academy, everyone stares at me. The elders and the heads of the school are waiting for me in the execution room. I am proud and this is the moment to show them that I have fully accepted my faith. Head held high, I walk the distance toward the room and face all of them. I might have done the wrong thing, but I know in my heart that I have done what is right, and with that, I will die without regrets. Wakey wakey! A Pierky voice brings me out of the dark. I look around and see a beautiful paradise. People are laughing. The trees bear different fruits, colorful flowers, and angels flying. I abruptly sit down and look at the woman in a golden long dress. Oh, how I love to have that dress, I thought. Where am I and who are you? I thought I was dead.
0: Nah, thank heavens you're not. Oh, you're <laughs> in heaven, and I'm Augusta. Nice to meet you, but you don't have time, Celeste. You need to go now.
1: I am tongue-tied, not knowing what to say. Information overload. Gosh, can this woman slow down and explain to me everything first? I didn't voice this out. Instead, I asked, Where am I going, and what am I going to do? She shakes her head in.
0: Remember Ray the Soldier? He needs you now. You're his official guardian angel and he'll be sent to Holo Salu. So, better to fix yourself up and protect him, silly.
1: I jump out of the bed and twirl like a ballerina. Okie dokie! I ecstatically reply.
0: If you like this story, click the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, questions, suggestions, you can send us a voice message through the link or message us on our Facebook page, Weaver of Tales Podcast. Follow us also on our Instagram account and YouTube channel for other updates. Just search for Weaver of Tales Podcast and don't forget to click like and subscribe. For story submissions, please email us at Weaver of Tales Podcast at gmail.com. Have a happy weekend.